Welcome to Culture Crawl HCX Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Ward Jr. And this is Donald Scott II. Today is July 4th, known as the Independence Day of America. Um, and with a lot of recent events that have been happening since 2020, now for the past 400 years, today we're going to be discussing the American dream. So we're discussing the American dream on July 4th uh, because we all have our difference of opinion. I'm not sure what yours is, uh, but mine is that the American dream is dead. Um, it's a false reality, um, and it doesn't apply to everyone. And I know we could go back and forth about, well, what exactly is the American dream? So I'm going to define what I believe the American dream is. Uh, the American dream is definitely where you know, anyone, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your status, regardless of what you look like, is able to be self-sustaining, be prosperous, um, enjoy life to the fullest. Um, because I truly believe that we are only as strong as our weakest link. Uh, but then we really think about the American dream from, from the beginning of time, it's always been about um, conquest and, and conquering the, the weak or those that you could overpower. And that's not the American dream that I signed up for. Um, I'm a true believer that, that the American dream should consist of love um, over, over um, selfishness. Uh, but as we've seen from trends, as we've seen from data, as we've seen from COVID, as we've seen from police brutality, um, systematic racism, that the American dream means that there are specific people at the top um, and others on the bottom. And on this July 4th, I decided not to celebrate um, Independence Day, even though it's the day after my birthday. My brother's on July 3rd, and I always love the weekend. Oh, I always love the, 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 cele- the celebrations, the, the festivities, the, uh, the holidays after another. But, but on today, as I reflect on, on the years, um, doesn't feel as if, as if that the black community is free or the Hispanic community is free um, or, or anyone that is uh, on the same playing field as the majority of the population here in America. And there's definitely challenges across across the world and we see on Twitter right now trending, you know, all countries matter. And I'm a big believer that all countries do matter, all people matter, uh, but we've been so divided over the years and it's so sad, it's so sad that we have let um, our differences separate us instead, instead of our similarities unite us. So uh, I hope the American dream changes, and that's, that's what I'm fighting for in the work that I do. Uh, because once again, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And I truly, truly believe that we are only as strong as our weakest link. So American dream, I, I hope to change it, and I hope to, that things move in a different light, um, not, just, not just for a short term, but for a long term. Definitely, I, I agree. Um, Growing up in the D.C. area, um, we would always go down to the National Mall and spend the day out there watching the fireworks in the evening. And um, so I always kind of have these old memories of it being something. But today, this year, I've, I have not felt that sense of like pride and excitement for celebrating uh, 4th of July. Um, I feel like it is, it has evolved into this sort of false idea of just, you know, what, what things, how things we thought they were versus how they actually are. Um, 
Yeah, and and then growing up, um, my father is uh, he immigrated to this country to the United States when he was three years old, um, and so he, you know, his family came here with the idea of of manifesting the American dream, and um, really what the, what manifested was a lot of struggles. Um, they, you know, he his father ran a, a gas station, you know, so he was kind of um, a person who always used his hands growing up. And then he had this idea of, you know, he would see people who were taken for granted or um, underserved. And so he had the dream of becoming a lawyer so that he could help, you know, uplift uh, and support people um, who were needing legal help. And, um, and then, you know, it turns out where the people that he's trying to help don't, don't pay him or, they, you know, they, there's some struggle associated with it. Um, so I think that, you know, growing up and watching my dad as an immigrant and then trying to kind of fit into this American dream, uh, it just never really fit. He couldn't fully assimilate. He couldn't ever fit in, you know, he just always, there was just kind of one, uh, uh, sort of, situation where he felt unaccepted or belittled continuously throughout um even into uh his adult later later stages adulthood and then retirement and so um i don't i think growing up as a child with like some rose-colored glasses i thought the american dream was this great achievable thing and now as an adult and also just sort of seeing how my it played out in my own family and i identify i identify as a white female in the in my 40s so i um you know would you know be sort of probably just thrown into this group of people who are privileged and and i absolutely feel privileged and um but at this, but if we're talking just American dream, I don't, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's real. I don't think it's achievable. It's definitely not this sort of rose colored glasses of like, yay, we're all going to just live in community and live happily ever after. I think that now things are going to change and we're going to come into a new, a new world. Or... <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to edit that. It's fine. <laughs> you'll have, you know, we'll have to come into, there'll be a new earth a new world and and that does for me it does look like love it does look like community it looks like we can all contribute our special skills and work together to elevate and awaken and uplift humanity and that's that's the new world that i'm looking for and and i and i don't know if it's just limited to america i think the whole world really needs to elevate we're ready for this elevation of consciousness and we're realizing we do need other people to to thrive and this this separateness that's been created through the media and through you know just uh, lack of empathy is is um bringing us to a critical point where we have to decide what's real and then what is just this facade of this dream that may or may not happen um, and even that, I mean, there are, there are friends that I have who have immigrated to this country and have bought a house and they're, you know, and they're, that is their dream is to have their own property and they are living their dream. It's, 
definitely not without struggle. Yeah, I would say the definition, my definition of the American dream is um, achieving to be something, to to be able, this whole idea of pulling yourself up from your bootstraps. And I really did believe, well, yeah, I did, I did believe in that American dream, but as I get older, as I get older, I realize that no matter how hard I try as, as a black female um, in this country, no matter how hard I try, I can't win in this country. I can't win within these systems because these systems were not built um, for me to see. And so when I think about the American dream and this idea of being able to pull yourself up from your bootstraps, for, for whom is not this American dream, not everybody's dream. And that's what I'm starting to realize. And I'm starting to realize how all of these systems are connected. And now I'm at this pivotal point in my life where I am starting to question everything that I that I was ever told, and I'm starting to decolonize my mind because everything that that I thought to be true um, is wrapped up in something that does not that does not currently work for everyone in this country. Hey, uh, actually, on that topic of decolonizing the mind, this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, I was I was in another thread. And we were talking about the concept of sub-Saharan Africa <clears throat> and the fact that the word sub, right, is a function of the map makers who were European and those who decided that Europe should be on top, right? So if you, if you augment the globe and you make quote unquote, you know, Antarctica up. It doesn't change whether or not you walk north, south, east, or west, because we created all of these structures of north, south, east, west, pole, et cetera, right? Like even in South America, we know that the toilet flushes quote unquote in the opposite direction, but the opposite of what? So if South Americans made the map or if uh, people from South Africa or, or the country that we now call South Africa made a map, would they call themselves below the Sahara, right? Um, and so it's, it's a concept that when you think of Southern, just the concept of Southern, it's usually below something. And so when we talk about the South or we talk about you know, Sub-Saharan Africa or South America, it's primarily the closest to the center of the globe. And so if, if you are just thinking about, uh, the, I guess my buddy was saying, you know, the days are the longest in the center. The sun shines the brightest. Um, the, the tropical nature of the uh, environment or the atmosphere is, is mo or not atmosphere, uh, yes, climate, but, um, uh, ecosystem is is most diverse but we talk about those spaces as if they are below something right like the Amazon is in quote-unquote South America when in fact it's in the middle of the world right um, and it's a function of colonial language that many times we can't get past uh, and even now while we're talking about changing the name of the team in Washington right 
And then uh, people are talking about where they want to, they want to keep the mascot to, to maintain the legacy or to re preserve the history, I think is the term, right? Or, or even when we're talking about these Confederate uh, statues, preserve the history, preserve the legacy. But what legacy are you preserving except one that's murderous and rapist, right? Uh, if we talk about our quote unquote founding fathers on 1776, there's right now a tweet talking about uh, the vast majority of them cats had slaves or people enslaved, right? So if you start a nation knowing that you believe in your heart that this group of people should be enslaved, and we're not talking about a million years ago, right? We're not talking about the Bible and the Egyptians. We're talking about 1776, uh, uh, a date that we still celebrate, where we are ultimately celebrating the actions of people who had people enslaved. Uh, and so I think, you know, and, and Melissa mentioned it, uh, when I think American dream, I actually do believe from a marketing perspective that the American dream is a house with a backyard and some kids running in it. Like that is what was fed to me as what should be the symbol of success. Uh, and so when that is what you're told, once you reach it, then it's like, all right, cool, I did it. But at what cost, right? Now I got to work, I got these mortgages. <laughs> no one tells you that these kids be eaten. No one talks about the work it takes to be in a marriage and to be you know, committed and work through challenges and, and all these different things. And that's just, that's, that's just focused on the superficial nature of a marketing term, the American dream. Uh, but because we don't really even educate people about what life looks like in the future, no, I don't know any parents, none of my peer parents can think back to their, their own parents telling them what to prepare for. Uh, and that's because the struggle is what the American dream is, right? It's come here and work hard. Try to believe that you might one day make a, a billion, a million dollars and live free. But meanwhile, the people who are already living free are living free on your back, right? And I think that's where it wraps itself into this concept of independence. Yes, they broke away from the British Empire but they were still standing on the necks of an entire group of people and called themselves free. So they must have either been lying to themselves or they're a group of psychopaths. And so, you know, if, <laughs> if, if psychopaths create your dream, really this shit is a nightmare. Uh, and I think, I think that's what a majority of people are now starting to realize is that America does not represent for everyone what it's supposed to. And a lot of that comes back to, I think, at least in this recent history, Kaepernick kneeling, right? Because it kicked off the conversation of, I can respect the flag, but that doesn't mean that this society is working for me. The same way though, I think in parallel, uh, we still allow people to be anti-union 
though still American, which is why we would still allow a Confederate battle flag to fly in different cities or different regions or talk about you know, the, the preservation of, of history. What you're talking about is the preservation of traitorous actions. But if we're allowing people to be traitors and, and glorify those who were anti-union, then what we're saying is we're still okay with the people who still wish that people were still in bondage. And that's where I think uh, this whole American dream and, and the concept of independence, and then you wrap back into that Juneteenth and, and all these things, it's all coming, it's all becoming one big conversation about what the United States actually means. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think we have a lot, of, a lot of learning and growing to do uh, as a nation, but we will see if the people in power allow that growth to actually happen. Uh, or if the people actually take the power. But, but again, I mean, if <laughs> history, being, history being our guide, people will just find a reason to be busy chasing the American dream. And, and, and they won't vote. They won't run for office. They won't get involved. They won't volunteer, right? Instead, we'll be busy doing something else while also working and creating debt, uh, which then just keeps you trapped. So Donald, I uh, agree with everything you said. Um, it was very, very poetic. Um, and what I would say is that there's definitely a lot of moving pieces in this situation in order to really tip the tide um, and create a change. But one thing I wanted to comment on is when you mentioned, uh, you know, people are starting to realize what America really is. And then that actually, like, you know, America is different for everybody. It depends on like, your perspective and what you're fighting for. Uh, because you could like, or you could, you could love America or replace, you could love the flag, but not agree with how certain people are representing the flag, right? Uh, because every country has its history, I'm uh, not in that. Uh, but then, you know, that history creates, you know, different seeds, and those seeds all sprout differently. Um, and I was born here in America. Uh, but I have a very different perspective than other people that were born here in America. Um, but I do believe that this land is the land of the free, right? So anyone, any person on American soil uh, should, should be uplifted, should be empowered, um, should be given the right tools in order to, to, be, to, to be successful so we can have um, that, that dream. I do agree the American dream has been marketed, you know, that house and that Take a fit in that family. Um, I see America's team as being successful, whatever success looks like to you, uh, because that is different for every single one, every single person here. Um, but now the majority of the people in America is changing, and and the mindset of our people is changing, which is why I do believe right now there's much of an uproar about what's going on because of the constant um, inactions and the constant pathway that we've been going on for years. Um, and now it's time for a change, and and I and I have hope that through you know situations like this, we have conversations about it. You know things that that we're doing in the community, and what other people are doing, and it just just keeps on pushing through, and we see more and more action on it. I want to touch on this concept, this concept of like the American dream being a marketing book. And when when Donald said that, I thought about it being an illusion and like like a dream. Like dreams are not reality; it's something that we believe in. And I honestly do believe that 
this idea of the American dream is used as a distraction because everybody's thinking very, it's very individualistic. Like everybody's trying to look out for themselves. So as long as I'm good, then I must be achieving this American dream. But the American dream, it should be a collective dream that everybody can have been like, everybody should, that everybody should be able to vision. Um, and so I think the American dream and the concept of it is problematic from the start because it's so very individualistic thinking. Yeah, and that's why people don't vote. They'll be thinking about the collective, just for themselves. Um, just to add one more thing, my sister lives in the UK currently. She was born in America, but she's living in, in England. And it's in order for her to access uh, medical care and um, and she's a teacher, so they, te they treat their teachers so much better internationally as well. And what's happened is I think that there was this like American dream that was presented to the whole world, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, 50, I don't know when, <laughs> when did that start? But there was this international perspective of the, oh, let's go to America, they're living the dream. But what's happened is there's been a huge shift where even internationally, America is not recognized as a location where you go to achieve dreams. It's it's more of like, what the hell's going on in America? What are they doing? It's like a shit show internationally as well. So the dream is crumbling, I would say, not only within America and the individuals and the family units and the communities, it's also internationally. The, the whole the perception of America is, is changing. Yeah, when you look at the stats, we have high incarceration of, of black men. We have high incarceration of individuals in poverty across, across um, ethnicities. We have horrible in education. Um, we look at mortality rates across ethnicities. Uh, we look at our pollution. I, like, we, we are not doing the world, our nation, any, any amount of justice. And we're pretty smart. Like, there are a lot of smart, smart Americans across different industries that have been preaching the right things, uh, but, the, but the individuals in power have now get a, a, a legacy and, and really tarnishing um, being American. Um, and, I, and I do believe that, you know, America is a collective, right? The people that are here inside the, the boundaries uh, of, the, of, the, of the country. Um, and as we move in, in, that, in that light, that things hopefully uh, will change. Um, that was uh, for the first time in history, um, individuals under the age of 16 now are non-white. Um, for the first time, now, the majority of the workforce now um, is majority non-white communities. And all have different interests and different mindsets um, in, in what they want to see and what they care and what they value. Yeah, I think um, there's a couple things there. One is, <clears throat> I think we also have to remember, even though we had uh, some good years under Obama, he's still a function of the American uh, military complex, industrial complex, but we had eight years of Bush. And when we had those eight years of Bush, Americans were not respected around the globe. I remember leaving the country and telling people I was Canadian. Uh, because if you were American, you were treated differently. Then we had Obama, right? They put a statue of that dude up in Germany. Everybody was crying over there because of what they had experienced under Bush and previous Bush and probably some of, of Clinton. I don't know because I don't, I don't remember back that far. 
But now we have Trump, which is so much worse. And mm-hmm. Trump, mm-hmm. I think, has, um, has unleashed this new, this mm. new political identity of extreme whiteness, which is not even a function of America anymore. Right? I think the GOP has lost. I think the GOP was flirting with that political identity base and now they've lost them. Um, So while yes, we have the highest rates of incarceration and poorest health rates and poorest education, we also have a a white identity political body that is is racist, right? So I I remember reading this thing about Houston, this kind of tilts now. Um, Houston, a couple years ago, has a majority of a majority of the public school students in Houston are Hispanics. And all of those Hispanics, for the most part, not including the ones that can remove themselves as a function of socioeconomics, are in the worst schools. So what that means is a majority of the students being taught are being taught poorly. And what we're actually setting up for our future is a working minority and a and a um and an executive i mean a working majority and an executive minority because our worst school districts even right now and probably you know 16 and down are those school districts that are concentrated with a majority of our population so yeah. as we look forward, I mean, the past was cool, right? When people were able to come get your job, you know, try and be free. But as we look forward, the reason for this fight right now, I think, is because the, what was the white majority in the United States, that group that believes that their whiteness is excellent, for so, just only because of that, recognize that they are going to be a minority and they know what they've done to the minorities, (laughs) right? They know how minorities are treated in the United States because we have record of it. And I think, um, I think that cultural war is the true phrasing. And I think that our war will continue to escalate. Um, oh, especially, sure. especially with Trump in office. November, November, November. Yeah, y'all better hope. Actually, I had a buddy um, send, send me a message. I, I didn't understand it at first, but he's like, I can't wait for the party that happens on November 3rd. And I was like, that's an oddly specific date. I don't know what's happening. And then I was like, oh, shit. He thinks, he thinks people are voting. But yeah, I mean, you need to vote. we went from Obama to Trump. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like people didn't know what they were getting into. Trump kicked his campaign off with Mexicans are rapists. And everybody fell on the floor. But he stayed the front runner. Now we have an experience where 
no one in the GOP will say anything bad about him for fear of a tweet. And now we have him retweeting one white, uh, what did it say? White power, uh, uh, somebody saying white power and then them talking that, oh, he didn't watch the whole tweet. Okay, all right. But then you, uh, then you came behind it with Black Lives Matter is a symbol of hatred. Okay, I didn't hear you say that about the white, white power statement or from the, from the past, the very fine people on both sides conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, so if, and we know that they will close polling locations and we okay. know that they are going to politicize coronavirus. I am not, I am not, I am, <laughs> I don't actually believe Biden will win. Yeah, um, when you empower and you want to keep power, you do whatever necessary to keep you dominant for as long as you can. I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If, if we are in December, if, if, it's, if we're rolling into 2021 and people are despondent, because Trump has been reelected. I believe that for those who are capable, we will see a mass exodus. However, however, it will be to a subset of locations because the borders are closed to Americans by the Mexican government, by the Canadian government, uh, the the United Kingdom is not letting us in. And there's a fourth one that I saw. Uh, maybe it was like, I don't know. I don't know who, somebody can look it up if they want. But if that trend continues, right? Especially as it relates, especially as it relates to coronavirus and the way Americans are acting and not <clears throat> wearing masks and being obnoxious, they will not let us in their country as we try to flee and Americans will become refugees seeking asylum internationally, except for those who are unable to leave. That is what's gonna happen in January, 2021, if this dude, uh, if this dude gets reelected. We're gonna be trapped. Well, Donald, I, I, I do agree with that, um, except for one thing, because I do not want that reality to be a reality. So in order to prevent that, Biden will win in November. We will not have to experience that horrible reality. Um, so that, you know, we'll make sure people vote. You get out there and oppose. Do what is necessary to tip the tide. Um, and I'm not sure what can be done to prevent um, the, the polls from being closed or as far as many polls being closed. But we do, we'll um, experience or explore all all ways of voting with, I know there's mailing voting. So hopefully people up show out. Early voting is now until July 10th. And then voting day for the runoff is July 14th. And if you're in a different location, please check online and see which one is closest to you. Thank you. Um, the public service announcement. Yeah. Vote. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to close out of Culture Crawl ATX Podcast.
We thank you so much for listening. And we ask that you take this time to follow Culture Crawl ATX on Instagram and click that like button and follow on your favorite podcast listening platform.